Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Live and Learn with Daniel Floyd. For those of you that don't know me, I'm your host, Daniel. I'm a teacher and a family man, learning to be better every day through open-minded conversations. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. On this episode, I sit down to have a conversation with my wife, Shalene, about recreation. Lately, Shalene and I have been evaluating our habits, and these conversations have led me to more carefully consider the best way we can spend our free time. During our discussion, Shalene and I consider questions like, are there areas of our life where it's okay to occasionally cast off restraint, so to speak, and indulge in something that we normally don't? And if it is okay sometimes, what are those areas? Also, are there areas where it's never okay to loosen up? We also get into the question of whether there are universal principles for recreation, specifically for Christians. Are there objectively better and worse ways to recreate? Or do our tastes and habits in recreation just depend on the person and the situation? Now, although I thoroughly enjoyed this discussion, I don't think we reached any definitive conclusions, but we did come away with some practical takeaways that I think will be useful for all of us to consider. I want to say a big thank you to everyone who has subscribed to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed yourself, please consider doing so. Also, if you think this episode would be useful for someone else to hear, go ahead and share it with them. We greatly appreciate everyone's support. Okay, before we get started for this episode, I do want to mention that the audio quality for the first 10 minutes of our conversation is pretty subpar. I didn't realize that the computer was recording from the wrong microphone. I did realize this while we were recording and got everything fixed up, Um, but the first 10 minutes is a little iffy, but just wanted to let you know. Okay, enough of that. Let's get into the episode. Okay, that's literally the other line that came through my mind. Pour the tea and pull the lever are just very closely related uh, Disney lines. And by Disney, I mean... Disney. Uh, Emperor's New Groove is DreamWorks, right? Uh, I don't want to be on air recorded with my answer. I want to... Uh, <laughs> Pretty sure it's DreamWorks. I feel like it's... There's no way. Emperor's New... It's definitely... It was a Disney show. Uh, it's definitely it's, it's on, Disney. It's on Disney Plus. Well, sure, but that Emperor's New Groove is a 2000 American animated comedy film produced by Walt Disney Feature Animation. Okay, yeah. Ouch, I got roasted. Well, yeah, it happens. It's okay. Anyway, yeah, two great lines from Disney. You didn't get confidently roasted, so it's not quite the same thing. Yeah, I was too tentative and humble. <laughs> As was I for a full spike? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you for pouring the chamomile tea. You're so welcome, honey. What a re- what a bleh, I can't talk. What a relaxing podcasting beverage. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. It's really hot. I'm trying to hold this cup. Mm-mm. Yeah. Burning my fingers. You're past the soothing temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on again. Yep. You have the record for the most appearances on the show, besides me. I don't know why this I don't matters. Know how to but... <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I want to say, like, rightfully so. I'm your wife, but not necessarily, I suppose. But I. But for this show. Yeah. 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 You're doing great. Yeah. But Thank yeah, you. I've uh, w- our last episode we talked about um, a couple chapters from Habits of the Household. Mm-hmm. 
which I definitely want to continue discussing with you. And we shall, yes. Yeah, um, the next chapter on discipline seems really interesting. It does. We were thinking about doing that tonight, but when Daniel said, yeah, we can talk about discipline, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, the next the next chapter, and I'm like, of the discipline book, like the whole book's on discipline? He's like, no. Long story short, I completely forgot we read the next chapter, and I'm going to definitely need to recap that one before we podcast about it, because... Yeah, Shalene read it to me, and she I forgot did. about it, so it was kind of funny. But anyway, that is not our conversation for tonight, nope. um, but it's related. Um, there's kind of just been several instances in the past month or so where the idea of recreation and relaxation slash vacation kind of has come into discussion, and we've already talked about this a little bit um, before podcasting here. Um, but I've just been thinking about how I recreate slash we recreate in light of wanting to live a lifestyle that is honoring to God and liturgical in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and by liturgical, I mean pattern, intentional patterns and intentional habits um, that are oriented toward worshiping God, I guess is kind of a technical definition that I just made up on the spot. Um, but we, we had the, I mean, I guess I'll just say like the, the situation that kind of inspired this conversation was, um, being, hanging out with some friends recently and we watched like an entire show that we hadn't seen, like an entire season of a show, just like all in one sitting. And it was kind of interesting because I went into, and we had never seen the show, and it was fine. It was it was whatever. Um, it was a decent show. Um, I went into it thinking like, yeah, we're going to spend a whole afternoon watching this show, just kind of binge watching it, which actually, I don't know if I've ever binge, like actually binge watched a show. So that was new for me, but I've done movie marathons, but that's a side note. Um, so I kind of went into it like, yeah, like this is what we're going to do. And so... I'm not going to necessarily feel super fulfilled or like satisfied at the end of this. It's just like we're watching TV and it is what it is. And so like I kind of left that experience just being like, yeah, that was whatever it was, what it was. But then you were like talking to me afterwards and you were like, holy cow, that was, that felt like we just ate junk food for six hours or more. And I feel gross. Yeah. Um, And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like we just watched TV for many hours, like, and doesn't, it's not supposed to make you feel good, which is like maybe part of a problem. Um, but it just made me think even of like, Hmm, is there, is it ever appropriate to just watch movies or TV on end? And if it is, are there parameters for better and worse ways to do it? Hmm. Um, because we def, I think a lot of people would agree that you shouldn't just watch hours of TV every day. Mm -hmm. Maybe not everyone would would agree on that, but I guess maybe in our friend groups, I guess the people that we know and talk to are like, yeah, like we watch TV, we watch movies, but like, you got to like keep it in check. So we don't want to live a lifestyle of just like hours and hours of TV and movies, Mm -hmm. but then, okay. Is, is it appropriate ever to. Just be like, you know what, I'm going to take a day and I'm just going to watch The Office all day. Or I'm going to watch Community all day. Or I'm going to watch all three Godfather movies in... Godmother. Godmother. The new series. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Godfather. uh, Like do a Godfather marathon or something. You know, it's just like, Mm -hmm. is it... if If we're not doing this regularly, is there an appropriate time to do that? Kind of as like a vacation from the normal grind from the normal disciplines. Um, yeah. And so there's that conversation and then it just kind of leads into like, well, yeah. And are there, is there similar questions to be asked about like, are there appropriate times when it's like, I don't care what I'm going to eat. I'm just going to eat whatever I feel like for this week Uh or for these two days of Thanksgiving and the black Friday after. Sure. Or whatever. Like again, having no restraint all the time, I think, you know, 
is pretty, it's an easy question of like, yeah, no, we need to live with discipline and have healthy habits. But is there then a way to make a healthy habit where I occasionally indulge? Or should we, if we're, if we were to live the ideal lifestyle, would we never indulge? Mm -hmm. Is, are you still introing or do you want feedback beginning now? No. Yeah. That, that, that's, I think enough intro. I'm just, uh, yeah, curious what your thoughts are off the top of yeah. your head. So off the top of my head, I think that this topic very much ties into other topics that open it up wider. Okay. So the ones that come to mind are intentionality and celebration. And I think intentionality in that languishing, like this afternoon where we hung out and just watched the show all afternoon. We did not intentionally set out to like, okay, we're going to watch this whole show. Okay. And we're going to, because that, in a way, you can like imbue something with meaning when there's intention behind it. So what you're kind of getting at is like, we kind of stumbled into watching TV yeah, all afternoon. Yeah, and we just like coasted And we didn't plan, all afternoon. we didn't plan to do that that day. Yeah, there was hmm. no intentionality. There was no meaning. There was no, yeah. And so then... Honestly, like it reminds me of when we were dating, when we weren't intentional with our time together. I felt the same gross, yuck, I feel sick afterward when we would hang out for six hours doing nothing. As a, as a dating couple. Yeah. Mm. So I think there's something there in just like stewarding our time well, period. Yeah. Regardless of what you're doing with that time that we're touching on. Like we're talking about TV and movies specifically, sure. But like... I think it overlaps with that idea of intentionality and stewarding your time well. Uh, before you go on, let me pause. Yeah. I think the recording might be weird, but let me just check before we continue. Okay. Good. Okay, we're back. Uh, yeah, so the audio might sound very different suddenly. Um, I thought we were recording through the microphones, but actually it was just through the computer built-in microphone. So are you there, Shalene, on your How mic? How embarrassing. Yes. It is okay, but I think... We okay. can get back into the conversation. But, yes. So intentionality. Yeah. I like what you were saying about how I think it's a good point to make that. Are we stumbling into uh, times of indulgence or yeah. binging or casting off restraint, as it were, mm -hmm. or are we intentionally setting out to do so? Yeah. I think that's a really good point of, I think for one thing, putting boundaries on mm -hmm. this is when I'm going to just eat donuts all day and then this is when I'm going to not eat donuts all day. Yeah. And then I think maybe even if you wanted to take it a level further, you might add accountability to that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when I say that, that sounds like you text your friend, you're like, hey, I'm going to eat donuts from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on this date. Please check in with me to make sure I don't overdo it. And I think that that could be a way to do it. Yeah. Another way to do it and I'm just also thinking of like um, people that drink alcohol mm -hmm. is just doing it socially in a healthy setting and not socially like at the bar. I mean, right. like I only drink wine at Christmas with my whole family mm -hmm. where there's 20 people involved and there's kids around. And like, I don't really have the option to take this way overboard because there's all these other social restraints mm -hmm. acting as accountability. Yeah. Um, to keep this within safe boundaries. Yeah. So whether that's alcohol or donuts or instead of watching TV by yourself in your bed, maybe you go, oh, no, we're going to do a movie marathon with these 10 people. Yeah. And so that social aspect gives safety boundaries so that it doesn't go overboard. Sure. And I think immediately what comes to my mind, I'm just thinking of conversations we've had with friends or just what even our listeners not, might be thinking immediately of like, well, what's wrong with it? Yeah. And like, okay, fine. This is going to be so cheesy, but can I ask to counter like what's right with it? Hmm. Like That's a good question. What else could you be doing with your time? Yeah. Cuz okay, genuinely there are days where it's been a really long day and you're just done. Yeah. And you need to rest. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a valid way to do that is to sit and watch a show. Yeah. But I would argue that even there, if you're sitting and watching a show for like your six hours of your evening, there's a line there that you've crossed somewhere in there, arguably, mm -hmm. of like, at what point should you have reached out to a friend and like had a conversation about your day mm -hmm. or like gone and talked to the Lord or just gone to sleep? Take it a nap. Yeah. Just like different things. 
instead of just turning off your brain completely, what, what could you do that answers the question, like what's right with it? Like what, what could you do instead that would be beneficial to you and like adding to you and your life and your well-being? Yeah. Both spiritually and mentally and physically. Right. And that, re- and, oh, go sorry, ahead. this is a challenge for me too. Like as we're talking about this, I am like challenging myself mm-hmm. to not just veg out. Mm-hmm. Because we we all have that tendency. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it's way easier. Yeah, and it also, yeah, what you were talking about, what's right with it, but also the aspect of, um, like, how is this help growing me or mm-hmm. developing me? And it reminds me to like other podcasts I've been listening to where people talk about having good taste. Yeah. And when we talk about good taste, we think of like food or you know paintings or something. But like, I think it's an interesting conversation to have when you're talking about what is your taste in movies Mm -hmm. or what is your taste in TV? What is your taste in books? Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking about that lately, a lot of like, oh yeah, like what do I think is funny? Right. What do I think is a really good story? And I've just been really challenged by this one particular person who's on a podcast and they were talking about if you're a Christian even your taste in art, food, stories, recreation, whatever, your taste should be submitted to the lordship of Christ. Absolutely. And he mm-hmm. talked about how, and, and he's an author, so he was talking about your taste in stories and your taste in narratives and movies, and he was saying, yeah, we have the Bible, which if you're a Christian, you believe is ultimate authoritative truth— and the Bible is full of stories, and it's full of stories that have noble characters, evil characters, confusing characters, complex narrative and plot points and all of these things. And, and this guy was basically saying, like, yeah, like, we have an objective standard of what good stories are mm-hmm. and what good characters are. Mm-hmm. And, and, and by good, I mean, like, quality and worth taking in so like even the 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 villains in the bible mm-hmm. are like good villains like there is a such thing as like a quality villain and a low and a not quality villain so even that um aspect of narrative is part of biblical narrative mm-hmm. and so anyway i just uh where i'm trying to go with this is that if there is a standard of quality, then if I want to be a connoisseur of something, then I have to discipline myself to not just consume everything um, indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. And, he, and on this podcast, this guy was talking about like, if you're just like, I want to be a wine connoisseur. Mm-hmm. And then someone asks you like, oh, what do you like? And you just go, I like the red stuff. Like if it's red, I love it. He's like, that's not, you don't have good taste. You have no um, ability to differentiate flavors. You have no ability to um, appreciate nuances or anything like that. It's like, no, you're not a connoisseur. You're just a glutton. Mm-hmm. You just consume all of this garbage and you can't tell the difference. And I think that's a good phrase, word, to pull into this conversation hmm. because that is how I feel when we're done. Like that gross feeling mm-hmm. is gluttonous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and, and, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because I've just been thinking in the last couple of months, like I feel like there's a connection mm-hmm. between our, how we recreate mm-hmm. and, and this idea of how we consume things because okay. in, so like consuming food and consuming stories and like talking about having good taste Hmm. I've been kind of asking myself, like, is there a such thing as having good taste in recreation? Yes. And and that's where I'm kind of leaning towards. Yeah. So like when I'm when I want to just like relax and maybe quote unquote check out and just like I just wanna do whatever and not have to be responsible or think about anything, mm-hmm. there are objectively good ways to do that and objectively bad ways to do that. Yeah. And especially as a Christian, I don't get to say, 
this is my time to check out. You can't tell me whether or not this is okay because I'm the judge right. of what I need right now. I'm the judge of what's okay because this is my time. Okay. As I a Christian, I don't think you get to say that. Mm-hmm. And so then I've been kind of like, okay, well then if I go further then like, are there maybe, and yes, different people are different and we need different things and appreciate different things, but are there universal um, principles or parameters that we all need to abide by in our recreation and in our um, um, celebrating and having holidays and vacation and things like that? Like, are there universal principles? And if there are, what are they? Mm. So that's just kind of been what I've been thinking about. Would you stick recreation and celebration in the same bucket? I would say they're closely related. Recreation is a subcategory of celebration. You recreate on celebratory days. Sure. I just see recreation more as like a day-to-day. Right. Whereas celebration is like special. Like Thanksgiving happens once a year. And maybe you recreate once as a week. you celebrate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. We can get into the nitty gritty of those semantics if we want, but I'm just, I'm just talking about when we break away from the normal work life or the normal rhythm. Yeah. Of of things. Okay. Um. Yeah, and so I don't know. I kind of just made a quick list of different areas of life because I think it it's more helpful to talk about different areas of life. Yeah, because I was going to ask... Than just being like, I'm, I'm just going to unplug from everything I do and believe in. It's like, okay, well, uh, I don't think you can do that. But maybe in different areas, we yeah. we walk this out differently. Yeah, because I think what you said earlier of like there are objectively good and bad ways to do it, I think, as a Christian, I think I agree with that on surface level and probably at a deeper level. But I'm curious what that looks like. Right. So let's just start with maybe an easy one of like our spiritual walk with God or spiritual disciplines. Okay. Are there times when I can just check out Uh of quote unquote being a Christian? No. And it's just like, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm just going to let go of my moral standards. I've been working hard. I've been praying and reading the Bible and I've been fasting occasionally. I've been going to church and maybe... I'm on vacation, and I'm just not going to do any of that. I need a break from that discipline. Hmm. Is that is that a valid approach? No. <laughs> and to me, that's like, obviously, no. Like, that is completely antithetical to yeah. Christian living or well, anything biblical. And if you're feeling the need to get a break from all of it, I would argue you're not doing it right. And I agree. Like, you're not living in the gospel and grace of christ exactly because Because it shouldn't feel like shackles right it leads to freedom and life abundant yeah exactly and so if we are living life in relationship with god and in relationship with his church with his people Mm -hmm. um i think the bible is especially clear abundantly clear that yeah it's life-giving um there's the Bible talks about, um, you know, hope and joy and love and peace and patience and goodness. I'm like, I've got several verses in my head that I can't quote off the top of my head, but, mm-hmm. but like, yeah. And so if you're really living according to, especially New Testament um, scripture, then I'm not saying your life is easy, but the internal state of your soul mm-hmm. should be peace, joy, hope, love. Mm-hmm. and all of these other fruits of the Spirit. And so if you are like, man, I've been a really good Christian, and I need just, I'm going to take a break from that, I think maybe you've been living more as a Pharisee, a really good Pharisee. And by that, I mean you're just following a bunch of rules, but it's not really working in your heart, mm-hmm. as opposed to following Christ and being transformed from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Bible talks about how our minds get renewed by him in the word and and we're a new creation mm-hmm. and and you know you can go all the way back to the genesis in the garden we were designed to walk with god mm-hmm. and so even though we're in a fallen state i can't remember was it an audiobook you were 
listening to, or maybe we were reading Fight for Love. It was talking about a new creation. Doesn't mean like you're a completely new person that that is not yourself. It means like a new creation when it talks about that in Corinthians is like you're being restored to the original design that God had for you before the fall and before sin. And so if we were designed to walk with God in the garden and we are living the a Christian life now, like, yeah, that should be life-giving and exciting because that's what we were designed for. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I just listened to that on my own. This doesn't seem to be ringing a bell for no, you. No, it sounds familiar, but I can't remember which source it was. And I don't remember if it was something that I was listening to or something that you were listening to or something that we were reading together. So many books. Yeah. <laughs> Plug for reading, guys. Yeah, there There's you go. There's a lot going on. But um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I think just as a starting point, unplugging from your walk with Jesus is a completely unbiblical idea. Mm-hmm. And if you feel the need or the desire to do that, then I would I would dare say maybe you weren't plugged in in the first place. Yeah, well, and then okay, and, so there's Yeah, and I don't I don't want to just say that backhandedly like to be a jerk, but like I just really think there is no biblical basis for that idea. Well, and if nothing else, to make it a little more nuanced, okay, um because you can get into more of the gray with just the no, I'm walking with Jesus, and then like, okay, I just really want to like unplug from what I say I believe about these things and watch a show that has all of these things that I don't agree with. Hmm. But I think it's funny and it's a good way for me to like chill at the end of a long day. Yeah, maybe I'm gonna watch uh, a stand up comedy special that's pretty raunchy or gross, and I don't sure. normally watch it, but like, I'm gonna relax and watch something that sure, you know, or watch a movie with. A lot more violence or sexuality yeah, than I normally do. I and think, I, I mean, yeah, sorry, I'm cutting you off, but um, I guess it's close to your spiritual walk, but I feel like that's getting into like the media we consume. Yes. I'm just saying that I think in that area, there's a place that's less obviously like, duh. I'm not going to plug from Jesus, but like, (laughs) but it's a challenge of like, no, but really like, what do you say you believe about him? What do you say? What do you believe about his word and what he says is right and true and good? And then like, could you be challenged to consider like, Ooh, I need to be doing this differently. I need to be spending my time differently. And I had a different thought, but you would yeah. I don't know. Well, we can, I mean, we can just get into media and movies and the stuff we read and do and things like that. And I don't know, I've just been really impacted by this idea of having good taste and this idea of your taste being subject to the authority of scripture. Yeah. And so um, you can quote it better than I can. The verse from Philippians that talks about whatever is good and whatever is true and yeah. noble. Yeah, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are lo- just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Yeah, and I just think of that in terms of like the movies I watch mm-hmm. should be portraits of something that is noble or something that is just or mm-hmm. something that is even excellent. Yeah. Like, I don't know, we watched a movie this weekend, Um uh, the movie mm. Minari, mm-hmm. which is basically just like a movie about a Korean family that comes to America and tries to succeed by farming in Arkansas. And the movie like literally doesn't, it's not a comedy. It's not a tragedy. It's literally just two hours of watching this family mm-hmm. um, try to make it in Arkansas as a Korean family in the eighties. And there's tragedy mm-hmm. and there's definitely like, you know, like unsaved characters that do, you know, like they, they sin or whatever. But as a movie, like, I think you can look at that and go, that was a really well-made film. Mm-hmm. And you can talk about the characters were well-developed. They were very complex and realistic. And this movie is like a portrait into 1980s America from the perspective of a Korean family and what that looks and like. Just immigrants in general. Immigrants in general. And and so what I'm saying is like, it doesn't have to be a movie that's like preaching something at you. Even just quality art still, I think, falls into something. It falls into the category of something that 
you appreciate by having good taste, and it elevates your your aesthetic mindset. Like it, like mm. I watch that movie and go, man, I really want to think. I want to talk about like character complexity and and the grandma was a very unusual character and she really surprised me that she wasn't like the stereotypical grandma and like like the motivations of the father versus the motivations of like I want to have interesting intellectual conversation after watching that Hmm. it elevates my mind Hmm. yeah as opposed to something trashy that just like I just wanted to watch a movie with a bunch of guns in it or as opposed to someone who watches that and doesn't have refined taste yet yeah, they would. Yeah, if if you just want people to explode or you want sex scenes or something, you would just be like, "That was such a boring movie." Or if you would you're hate it. Me. <laughs> okay, I wasn't, wasn't trying to say you have bad taste, but well, I'm unwilling to throw myself under the bus because I think this is an area that I'm still growing. Where sometimes, just it's oh, it's such a wonderful portrait movie. Like wow, I find myself being <laughs> pinkies raised. Yeah, I find myself being more like it was still two hours of my life where nothing was added, and so yeah. But I think even there, I am growing in like okay, what does this idea of having good taste mean? And yeah, if it can get to where like it is leading to what you're talking about, where like it encourages conversation about meaningful things. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, and that is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I practically just look at the movie and the fact that I spent two hours of my life on it, I'm going, eh, still not a great use of time, even if it was well-made, you know what I mean? Sure. So I think that's an interesting. Yeah. And, and I, and I also don't want to, communicate that if everyone has good taste then we all like the same things right because there's definitely a place for variation in taste Uh but you can't take variation in taste to the extreme and be like well i like you know i like twinkies and you like german chocolate cake from the black forest you know and it's just like and we're just different it's like no twinkies are objectively not quality food and you can't just be like well i'm different and i'm just different so respect my difference you know it's like okay no so anyway it's like this weird yeah thing of like there is room for variation but there's also a place to be like no there's an objective standard which we can appeal to for like good and bad taste which circles all the way back to the word of god being the standard because otherwise how are you going to say that in our postmodern society like you have to you have to set that up babe exactly well and yeah and that's where i'm coming from is you have to subscribe to a standard in order to even have a conversation about good and bad taste Mm. because if yes you subscribe to everything is relative and everyone owns their own truth and everyone has their own experience and i can't judge your truth or experience yeah then there is no basis for good and bad taste right good and bad taste doesn't even exist right there's just preference right but if if we are christians and we believe in objective truth Mm -hmm. and we believe that god is the author of what is beautiful Mm -hmm. and maybe even is the definition of beautiful Mm -hmm. well now we have something to go off of yeah and that trickles all the way down to the movies we watch yeah so then we're not doing a movie review here, but maybe put a pin in the fact that I want to discuss Minari with you to discuss how, from a biblical perspective, does it fall under what is excellent and how? Yeah. Well, and I was just going to say it. Okay. Of like, I think this goes, and I think you already said it earlier, uh-huh. of what I'm thinking now, uh-huh. is that does this media or uh-huh. does this activity mm. grow me and develop me mm. in a meaningful way? Mm, where where the word meaningful is defined according to biblical principles and scripture. Okay. And so if I watch a movie like Minari and it prompts me to discuss plot, uh, narrative, character development, character complexity, da-da-da, meaningfully aesthetic things then I think that is in line with biblical values of having our mind renewed and in tune with things that are truly beautiful. Hmm. 
one of those things being people, like people are beautiful and designed in the image of God. And so if we're discussing characters and motivations and things like that, then that is a meaningful conversation. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Yawn. Um, yeah. But yes. So anyway, um, yes. And so, and this also came up when we like, did a godfather marathon oh but see that was celebration yeah so uh this was like three four years ago it was so good we did a godfather marathon i think it was only two years ago because it was after we were married okay anyway go ahead yeah so we we got together with a couple families where we were invited to watch all three godfathers which takes like nine hours yeah it does we had breakfast we had espresso we had spaghetti. <laughs> we had cannoli. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. We had cannoli. An Italian wedding soup. Yeah, we we kind of like... And bread. Bread, all the bread. It was so good. Yeah. And I just remember us having a conversation at the end of the day, and mm-hmm. I remember you saying this specifically, Shillian. You were like, I don't feel gross. Yeah. Like, we just... Besides the third movie... <laughs> yeah. We watched quality art. Mm-hmm. It does have violence. Yeah. There were some sexual stuff we had to skip. Yep. But by and large, that was quality art, story, plot, interesting stuff. Yeah. That elevates your thinking and makes you think about well characters and history and yeah. all of these cool things. And and we also didn't eat junk all day. So that's uh, that's interesting. That's what I was going to bring up is it ties back to something you said earlier that made me think about how when you exercise self-control and restraint and just like um, responsibility or that's not the word I want, but just like. Like stewardship. Yeah. Good decisions in one area. It trickles over into other areas. Yeah. And so that day I feel like was a picture of that where like we consumed media responsibly and it went hand in hand with consuming our food responsibly that day. Yeah. And like days that I think of that are like that, they have an intention mm-hmm. where we intended, this was our plan. We're going to do this. We're setting this day aside to do this. With these with people. With these people. With these planned meals. Yes. It's not just, we're just going to sit down and then, oh, I'm hungry. And then whatever's in the pantry. Yeah. And then go to Walmart and grab whatever we're hankering for in the minute. Like, you know, yeah, like we those, like- those always go bad because then you buy all kinds of junk and just yeah. but yeah we planned what was for breakfast yeah. wh- what's for lunch and what's for dinner yeah. yeah and and i think that's interesting and a tie over because think about it on those days where you are just vegging doing nothing watching whatever you end up eating whatever you end up sleeping whenever you it just like snowballs hmm. into this really gross whatever <laughs> and then you just feel yuck yeah and usually even your interactions with people are yuck. Yeah, because then you're in a yucky mood. Yeah, and then you feel weird. And yeah. then you like aren't talking nicely to other people or you're weirdly emotional. At least me. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that other than just to make that point. That mm-hmm. like they impact the different areas, impact one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, yeah, and so, yeah, there is an overlap with like what we watch and then hopefully what we eat. Yeah. And who we're hanging out with and <laughs> just all of all of those types of things. Just makes me think of like all of the fitness stuff where it's like start your day with a workout and a healthy breakfast because those two good choices will then set you on a path for success for the rest of your day. And they're on to something like yeah. Yeah. I have felt so strong all day. I worked out this morning and I had a good breakfast. And like every time I get up, I'm aware that I am tucking in my abs and I feel them. And it's just nice. Nice job. Thank yeah, you. Way to go. <laughs> kind of ridiculous. But like, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Go for it. Well, uh, just that that idea of like thinking of things throughout the day. I think just even in having this conversation mm-hmm. and in the conversations that we've been having in our home a lot lately, those thought processes are becoming more a habit uh, in and of themselves of reflecting on what we're doing yes yeah on like and i think if nothing else that's valuable Hmm. regardless of what each choice may be in the moment and they might be different the fact that i'm even pausing to even think about to consider should i watch netflix right now or could i maybe go journal and read my bible Mm -hmm. or could i maybe text larissa and go on a walk yeah 
or could I maybe do the dishes? Yeah. Like, like today on my lunch break, I was going to just watch Netflix and just eat my lunch. And I thought, oh, or could I maybe like sit and journal and just like take in my food? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that that's an even an option or a thought, I feel like is a big chunk of the point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, I just think that especially for me, um, having biblical taste, I think, informs a lot of this um, because I will not, I don't know, I just feel like I won't watch a lot of things now because it's like, yeah, it, because, well, first of all, I've set the goal for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be someone who understands narrative and art and movies in a like a meaningful way mm-hmm. like i want to have interesting opinions i want to have informed opinions um and i want to have i want to be able to ha- like have authoritative opinions of like no i think this because i actually understand how this works and i understand history and i understand culture yeah and like this is what i think and i i actually think you should listen to me Mm-hmm. Like I want to be that kind of person mm-hmm. um, just because that's just a personal thing. But then even like maybe as a parent of like, if I'm trying to talk to my kids and being like, no, this movie's trash. Yeah. It would help if I could have some intellectual reasons mm-hmm. for that, as opposed to just like, well, I think it's trash and I'm the dad. So you do what I say like that. I don't want it to just be that. Yeah. Especially when we get into the teen years. Mm-hmm. So anyway, if I set that goal for myself of being that type of person, well, then it's like, well, now I need to submit myself to the discipline of thinking about what I'm consuming. Is this a quality movie? Is this an interesting movie? Is this, are these biblically validated types of characters? And then if I come across something that's garbage, I don't watch it just because I need to finish it. I pause it, turn it off, and never come back. Yeah. I turn it off. Which I want to just say that like i have seen that and noticed that and i am Hmm. like cheering it on like (laughs) it is so cool and i'm just so proud of you for that um thank you i wasn't fishing for that but thank you no i genuinely will dole it out a little fishy (laughs) but that doesn't make sense if you're fishing i'm the fishy but anyway anyway um well the compliment but yeah like um just i really really have seen that and it's really cool because i think that is something that we had many conversations about while we were dating hmm. and even like earlier in our marriage of just like disagreement over what's okay to watch, what's not okay, what's not a big deal, what is. Yes, yeah. All of that. And I don't know. It's just been really cool to see you without me having to be like, Daniel, meh, 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 meh. Yeah. To just come to your own conclusion, like in the Lord. Of like, oh, actually, this is this is junk, and I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, moving on. And yeah, because some of the stuff I watched, sure, was junk, and it's not like I was just wallowing in junk. Sure, but I would watch stuff that was on the edge. Yeah, of like, I think there's something valuable in here, and yes, there's a ton of language, but I think it's worth it because of this aspect, because of this historical aspect, or this other thing I'm learning or getting from it. And I was just like trying to navigate and figure out, like, well, where where's the line in what is appropriate to consume? And I was kind of doing that in front of you, obviously because we're married, and so you would see it. But yeah, I think lately. There's just been growth and development in that. Well, I think, yeah, there's been growth in one. I think as you've really like dug into God's word and into like learning more and listening to resources about his word and just about him and all of that, like there's been a growth in clarity of where the line is. So it's quicker for you to see it and discern that. I also think there's been a change in the way you approach it of like not looking so much for where the line is, but rather more that, that mindset shift to like, well, but what is excellent here? What is good here? Right. What is just here? What is lovely here? Yeah. 
and the then, paradigm shift of like how close can I get to the naughty line versus how far away can I run in the opposite direction well, toward good toward good right toward it's good. not it's not how far away from the naughty line because you're still then focused on the naughty line right no it's yeah. like no how how deep into excellence and goodness and beauty right. can I run into right yeah. which makes a huge shift it right. just completely changes yeah yeah so that's cool yeah well thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another huge thing that has informed this is developing a habit of reading. Oh, yeah. Because, I don't know, I think a lot of the stuff I've been reading uh-huh. is intellectually stimulating mm-hmm. and spiritually enriching. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of a whole other separate habit I've been trying to develop. But again, like you said, it bleeds into other habits that yeah. I have. Yep. And so like... Part one of my goals for this year, and I don't really do New Year's resolutions, but it just happened to be New Year's this last year. And I was like, I want to read more. And like, hey, it's December 31st, so let's do it. Um, And I was like, I want to read at least one book a month. Mm -hmm. And I haven't read a book every month, Mm -hmm. but I've read some months multiple books. And I'm, I'm like at 12 books or more. Yeah. And we're just like, we're not even, it's not even December yet. It's the end of November. And so like crushed it. Yeah. Doing great. And so like even just like developing a habit of reading and not just reading junk, but like reading stuff to develop me as a teacher, Mm -hmm. as a Christian, as a father and as a husband also informs my taste. Yeah. So then when I go to movies, I'm just like, this is all gross. This is all garbage. Like, and, and this is the other thing I'm like, if you, as I'm trying to like, have good taste and partake in things that are enriching, I realize how much junk there is and how much of it is not enriching. Yeah. And how really what I do now is I say no to things more than I say yes. Yeah. Which I think then if you pause and step back and go like a connoisseur, yeah, that's what they do. They walk around and they say no to all the junk and they're looking to say yes to, to all the of excellent. to the excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I'm not trying to puff myself up and be like, I'm better than everyone. But it's like, I'm trying to be a better person. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to honor God in how I do all of this. Yeah. So then if we go all the way back to the beginning of like, do I ever take a break from that? Do you ever check out and it's like, I don't want to like have quality. I just want to watch a junk movie for once. So does it happen? Yes. Should it happen? That's what I'm asking. Should Slightly it happen? Slightly more nuanced conversation. I don't know. I already have an answer. Let's hear it. I don't think so. Okay. Because, again, when you are developing good taste, you're changing. You're not just changing, like, the the external things about you. The things you, you do. Yeah, yeah, what I do and what I say and, like, oh, I know how to sound fancy and da-da-da. It's like, no. Good taste is, like, an internal aspect of what you like Mm -hmm. like for example like i really like my mom's pecan pie Mm -hmm. that's not like an external thing like that's in somehow that's in my that's internal to me like i just love it (laughs) and like you're so cute if i i don't know (laughs) if i were to change that that's not like an external thing like i have to like change my brain somehow to like not like that pie and like somehow magically love peach pie so you know it's like which i don't necessarily love as much sorry you're getting all sad i do love peach pie it's an example just work with me anyway okay if you're really trying to become a a different person then you don't want to take a break Mm -hmm. and so that is almost the test yes that is almost the test of whether or not you've really been developing and growing is asking well do you even want to take a break and i uh and it's like Mm -hmm. if i don't like twinkies anymore because i've been actually having real amazing cheesecake once a week and i or you know i've been i've been really trying to perfect my chocolate chip cookie recipe and i love these quality chocolate chips that i make with quality ingredients like you should not then be like i want to take a break and just have chips ahoy Mm-hmm. Like I think if you're really changing your taste and who and your mindset, then there is no such thing as taking a break from what is amazing. Well, yeah, I, that's that's how I think about it. Yeah, I think you're right though in it being a complete reshaping of who you are internally though. Right. Because excellence 
takes a lot more effort. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those fantastic chocolate chip cookies aren't just bought off the shelf at Walmart. Exactly. Or it takes work. Yeah. To make them, um, find the ingredients, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that is completely a renewal. I'm also just thinking of how all of this has like a very deep spiritual undercurrent and like right. it, ties it really does. to scripture. Of I think it does. Being renewed and like we're not just pursuing excellence and, and good taste, but like there's the deeper level of like we are pursuing the glory of God. Right. Well, and the thing is, is you have to realize excellence and, and good taste, excellence and good taste is defined by God yeah. for the Christian. Yeah. I think they should be the same thing. God right. is the excellence yes. and the good taste. There. So that's, that's, that's what it, that's what it needs to be. I know that you're speaking out of so much of out of that podcast and maybe multiple episodes of discussing that topic. And so that gives us more of a foundation than I think our listeners might have. So I'm just kind of wanting to like poke at that a little bit and tease that a little bit, tease that out. But okay. Yeah, it's good. I think we've done that. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just also reminded of a phrase that we've come across in different settings. And it was in a book we listened to the other week of, it was talking about parenting Mm -hmm. and it was saying that like as parents, we don't want our kids to conform to the standard. Mm, mm-hmm. We want them to love the standard. Right. Obviously the standard being living life God's way, living yeah. life biblically. And so the goal is not to get our kids to do the right thing. The goal is to get our kids to be transformed by God, not by us, but by God from the inside out mm-hmm. so that they love what is good. Yeah. Not that they just do what is good. Well, because that's... And, and so, sorry, if I can just finish, like this mm-hmm. ties into then having good taste where if I'm just trying to like watch quality movies because I, I just want to try to be a smarter person or just, I just want to like be able to s- like sound cool or sound sophisticated in front of my friends. Like if, if that's your reasoning, then you're really not going to develop good taste. You're going to secretly love the garbage yeah, and then just try to pretend to love the excellence and the good and the beautiful. Mm. But if you're genuinely trying to be transformed and have your mind renewed, mm-hmm. and if that, then then that will happen. And then once it does happen, you love those things, and you don't want to go back and take a break. Yeah, from that. Question. Yeah. What do you do if you're if you find yourself in the spot of like I want to love what is excellent, but like I get to the end of a day and I just can't and don't want to. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Well, I think there's a ton of layers into it, and I don't know. We've kind of really landed on like media and what we consume there. Yeah. But the, I mean, there's other stuff of like talking about like exercising and having a healthy diet. Yes, like, I was thinking about all that. Too. Yeah, maybe that's a whole other episode. But I think it's the same conversation. Yeah, maybe. Same um, principles. It'll come back up. All right. But yeah, you were asking like, well, what if I'm struggling to want to yeah, want? Like, where's the hope? Like, I want to want the right thing, but I don't want the right thing. Yeah. Which is real. And I don't think there's a one sentence answer to that. Well, I'm curious what your story is. Because but I the... think there's a multi-sentence answer to that. Okay. I mean, it. I, I don't know. It just comes down to multiple things of how do you change habits mm-hmm. and how do you change deep desires? Uh-huh. Well, that's a very difficult thing to do, but it can happen. Mm-hmm. So I would just say if, if this is a spiritual thing of like what you watch, what you consume, which I think is spiritually related... First of all, God has to renew your mind Mm -hmm. and God has to renew your soul Mm -hmm. because when it comes to what I desire and the stories that I consume and take in and the characters in the media and whatever and how I even rest, that is, that is related to the, um, the, I can't think of the status, the, the status of my soul. And so if something about my soul needs to change, it starts with the renewing work of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so asking God to help you is a great way to do that. But then what you need, what you also need to do is the word renews our minds and refreshes our soul. And so if I am having trouble 
binging Netflix or watching garbage on HBO or whatever or YouTube, I need to then I need to be making a habit of consuming and washing my mind and my soul with the word of God, with conversations with the people of God, mm-hmm. with other media that is honoring to God. There's that. And then there's also you need to be cutting off the gross stuff. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you need to just unsubscribe from streaming channels because maybe you maybe you want to be reading classic books and things like that. Well, it's like, okay, you need to be cutting off and shutting doors to the distractions and the things that lead you astray. Mm. And so if maybe if you want to like, yeah, read classic books, it's like, well, you need to get rid of the stuff that's distracting you. So if you find yourself on Netflix instead of reading, you need to get rid of Netflix. Mm-hmm. You need to actually get rid of it. If you want to be like, I don't, I don't know, I'm just making stuff up of like, I want to work on um, having better taste in movies. Like, well, then get rid of the easy streaming thing and like rent the movies one at a time so that you actually have to work to filter out what you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, I want to be really good at chocolate chip cookies. Don't buy the garbage so that it's not in your house, mm-hmm. you know, only buy the quality ingredients and work on perfecting good cookies mm. so that that is what is in your environment. So I don't know. That's just me kind of spitballing a lot of ideas that come to mind of like you need to be pursuing the excellent and cutting off the things that you're trying to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And just in my experience, because, you know, I have a history with addiction and stuff, it's not enough to just like not do the bad things mm-hmm. or like I'm going to take a, tw- a, t- a two week break. Whatever. It's like, no, you need to get rid of it so that you physically cannot access it. Yeah. And then other people need to know about it so that you can't because I like this phrase. If you're the one making the rules, then you can break the rules. Yeah. So you need to have other people in your life that can help keep you accountable in that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This sounded like a how to get out of addiction rant. I um, mean, but, but, it, but it's the same thing as yeah. changing habits and yes. trying to be a better individual, a better Christian. And I don't know this, I feel like this episode has been very kind of scattershot. Um, but I just feel like I've been thinking lately that these principles tie into everything down into like, how do I relax? Like the way I relax is connected to these principles of healthy habits, submission to Christ, and what have you. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like there's more to this conversation, but I don't know. That's about an hour. So, um, I think I'm trying to think of like, I think three big principles that I'm kind of operating on so far mm-hmm. is if I'm asking the question like, can I unplug, like, how should, how should I recreate? How should I relax? How should I celebrate? How should I, you know, whatever vacation? Some of the principles are, is this in line with developing good taste? Mm-hmm. Whether, again, whether that's food, whether that's people, whether that's media, is this in line with developing good taste? And is my definition of good taste in line with scripture? And I think that's a whole podcast of like, well, what does scripture say about good taste? So is this in line with good taste? Similarly, is this enriching me in some way? Mm-hmm. Aesthetically, spiritually, socially, relationally, something like that. Mm-hmm. So like this movie or this show that I'm watching, like is this an interesting show that makes me think or is it just dumb and I'm just watching it because it's just dumb humor? Um I feel like there was a third one that I was thinking about earlier, but I can't think of it right now. Maybe I'll think of it in a second. Yeah, well, it's gone, so I don't know. But <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So like, is this is this in line with good taste? Is this enriching me somehow? Um, and I don't know. Like, I'm just also thinking of like loving the standard. Like, yeah. if I love the awesome things, am I trying to take a break from something that's good for me? Yeah. Or am I just... Well... Yeah. And I think that could open a whole nother door to a whole nother conversation because listening to your recap just there, I realized that we're focused a lot on 
me and I and what I'm doing, even in a good positive way. Sure. And there is place for that. But I'm uh, the thought is just also crossing my mind of like, what are we putting our hand and our mind to for the sake of others mm-hmm. also? Yeah. That like maybe we shouldn't have as much free time to figure out what to do with to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. 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 I think we should continue discussing this uh, off the podcast. And then as okay. we come to new epiphanies and revelations, then we can come back and try to hash them out. For the sake of the our air. listeners, that might be <laughs> better. <laughs> More interesting to listen to. But yeah. But anyway, I don't know. I think this has been a good um, kind of beginning to dig into this conversation and I'm sure it will only continue from here. But anyway, thanks for uh indulging me, Shaleen. Absolutely. And my uh love. thanks everyone for listening. Hope you got something out of that. Um if not, we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Bye everyone. Bye.